This week on Excelsior Journeys, my guest is author, psychologist, and art playgroundist, Rachel Oz. Rachel has just released the fourth book in her collection called The Relationship Book, and all of her works are focusing on getting you reconnected with everything that makes you smile, that drives you, that reminds you that the positive feelings that may seem rare these days are there. They're waiting for you. And all you have to do is reach out for them and do what she says, which is go with what makes you giggle. She's got a lot to tell, and I am so looking forward to you hearing everything that she's got for you. JLD, do the honors. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for and you? And that's why I moment? taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills Mine of Ariel. On. I've got better things to do tonight than so die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater with him saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm six. rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw yeah. some spaghetti yeah. against the wall. See this if is it George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for tuning in for over 170 episodes. And I really hope you keep on tuning in because on January 1st, 2020, Excelsior Journeys plus nine other shows will be launching as the Once Upon a Podcast Network. We look forward to entertaining, inspiring, motivating celebrating and definitely rejuvenating all creatives of all types. We have some great that are lined up for you. I am so excited for this venture and I am really excited for, uh, to be talking with my guests this week because anyone who knows me, who who is familiar with the podcast knows that I am all about celebrating creative people that are doing their part to make this world a more positive place, a more inspiring place and to really kind of hone in and find the beauty within and without. And when uh, when Rachel Laws reached out to me on Podmatch, once again, another big winner from Podmatch. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. For all of you podcasters, by all means, sign up for an account for, uh, for Podmatch. You never know what kind of amazing guests you'll be getting. I've gotten a swarm of them, and I am just so excited to have Rachel here with us, Um, especially when I saw not only Rachel's website, as well as the names of her books, which are Diving In, All I Did Was Listen, The Great Green Okayness, and The Relationship Book. But then I also saw the titles that she has for herself. She has an author, psychologist, and an art playgroundist. Now, if that is not a perfect person to have on Excelsior Journeys, I really don't know what is. So I am really looking forward to hearing Rachel's story. It is my pleasure to introduce our guest this week, Rachel Oz. Rachel, how are you? I'm great. And I'm grateful to be here. And I'm I'm grateful for you for to you for reaching out as well. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. Um before mm-hmm. we go into um your origin story, which I I um have referred to many a times as the lightning bolt moment. Um, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about the relationship book. 
Ah, sure. So my newest book, just fresh off the press, uh, the, the relationship book is a fully illustrated, full color gift and personal growth book. And mm -hmm. it's divided into a number of chapters that cover various relationships, relationship with ourselves, with animals, with food, with clothing, with humans and community and divinity. And so it begins with ourself because I think that it all does begin there, right? Just caring mm -hmm. for ourselves, treating ourselves like we're, own, we're our own best friend and um, nurturing very intentionally all that's within mm -hmm. with kindness and care. So that's the overarching piece of the book. Um, but mm -hmm. the page spreads, to say this briefly, include um, anonymous client quotes from my therapy practice that took my breath away. And they've all said, yes, Rachel, that's fine to include. And then my accompanying <laughs> um, illustration and reflection. So oh, that's, that's the quick. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll also just add that I wrote it over the pandemic. So those couple oh, of years excellent. where it was so clear of how important and dear our relationships to one another are, as we, mm -hmm. many of us were increasingly isolated and creatively trying to find our way back to one another. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've gone through, I've gone through quite a bit, you know, like with my own pandemic projects and uh, this really was kind of the, the rebirth of this show really was, a pandemic project as well because mm. it was it was actually on hold for quite a while it was just on, on hiatus i really wasn't sure what i was going to be doing with it anymore and then all of a sudden i found out that um uh, a friend someone that i knew and admired on a website that i had written for had just passed away and oh. so i i reached out to all of the other right a bunch of different writers from that website and just said let's do this and mm -hmm. it became like this, I think there were like about 13, maybe 17 of us all on one show. And just all of us had stuff to say and all of us had um, some great stories to tell. And it really just kind of got the the juices flowing again. Uh, so those those pandemic projects, a lot of people have, you know, a lot of different ones. My um, previous guests, you know, from earlier this month and last month, they had some pandemic projects that were just now coming out as well. So it's, yeah. it's really, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to see that there was some good that came out of it. Um, yeah. Considering, considering how difficult it was for so many of us. That's right. I mean, the Lotus out of the muck. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. we were all able to kind of get through that and make something happen. And that really, that really was something that I, I really, really gravitated towards like seeing seeing what uh, what everyone was able to do with all of that time and yeah it's it's really something when when you are kind of forced to isolate yourself from yeah. from everything around us and, and really just kind of uh remind you like wow we really really took those d different things for granted didn't we yeah. Yeah. It's real. I think that we're in this point in time where um, the blooms are just coming to the surface from that yeah. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really exciting to see that and the encouragement um, and the lift from it.
And not only that, but uh, when I when I got to you know read more about the relationship book, it mm. reminded me quite a bit of like a like a, a definitely a more positive spin on. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the book's post secret. Uh, I where, have. Where people like send in postcards that have their confessions, yes. and they were anonymous, but they were yeah. they were put into a book, and mm-hmm. some of them some of them were positive, but at the same time, you know, it shows that people are hiding a lot of pain in there as well. Yeah. So it feels like if if you had gotten the copy of the post secret books, then mm-hmm. definitely pick up the relationship book as well because it would make like a really good companion. Hmm. to to that because it gives you like that extra energy and that sort of hmm. uh one of the one of the the reviews that I that I read on on Amazon was vitality. Hmm. And when I saw that I was just like, yeah. That's 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 the word right there. It's vitality, okay. the energy, the that almost like it's sunlight kind of hmm. bathing you hmm. on that some emotional sunlight. So Yeah. Um, which we definitely need, you know, we, yeah. we definitely need that. And we, yeah. we've, uh, you know, like I said before, we've taken that for granted. So yeah. uh, I'm glad to see that, that this book exists, that yeah. it's out there. Oh, thank you, George. And I'd be happy if you'd want to now, or at some point in our conversation to read an excerpt from it, a little sunshine for the listeners. I would love that. I think I think uh, that would be that would be a lot of fun. I think now uh, um, now one of the things that I really love hearing about mm-hmm. is what I call the lightning bolt moment, and that's that moment in, in everyone's life where they kind of experience something, hear someone, meet someone, see something, whatever the case. But that moment really just steers you in that direction, and just makes you want to say. That's what I want to do. That's the kind of life I want to live. That's the person I want to be. Mm. So for for this, for this path that you're on right now, mm. what was that first step? What was it that got you going? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's probably been a few bolts in my life. Um, and mm-hmm. so I'm just trying to pick which one. I think that um, I'll choose, you know, I'm now 56 in my early 40s. Mm-hmm. I was, I I had established my career as a psychologist. My two sons had, my youngest by then was maybe eight, eight, around eight years old. You know, so I had Mm -hmm. the footing beneath me. And there was just this new creativity kind of knocking on my door. I felt really moved at that time to begin creating my first book. And Mm -hmm. um, there was just a flurry and a spark that was going on around that time. And I remember mm-hmm. at that time, um, looking up Picasso drawings, maybe to go in a book. And at that time, my youngest son mm-hmm. put his hand on my shoulder and said, no, mom, these need to be your drawings. But I hadn't drawn since I was really little. And, but I yeah. believed him. I believed him. So mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, through an eight-year-old came this incredible inspiration and then my believing. Like, I think sometimes children mm-hmm. just carry incredible wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I what began happening, George, is that I kept following my joy and what helped me to feel mm-hmm. more and more alive. Even down to trying on a pair of 
eyeglasses in what used to be called Dayton's department <laughs> store. And, you know, mm -hmm. you, sometimes in those places, you get this tiny little mirror to look at the glasses on your face. And I'd put on mm -hmm. this green and purple pair and look in the mirror and just start giggling. And then I'd try on what I thought were a more reasonable looking pair. And I'd think, okay, that looks good on my face, the structure, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd put on the glasses, I get that green and purple and giggle again. And then I realized I yeah. have to choose what makes me giggle and what mm -hmm. brings me joy. And just yeah. this understanding that as a child, I knew how to do that instinctively and that I needed to relearn that. Um, mm -hmm. Trusting my joy and following it and being devoted to what makes me feel alive. It's like what Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss. Yes, that's yeah. right, Joseph Campbell. Yeah. 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 And it's not a lighthearted little thing to do. It's serious. business. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, ab it absolutely is because we're, you know, like we're, it's almost like we're wired to pursue the things that are supposed to give us the most results. Yeah. Um, based on, you know, whether it's this will, this job will give you the biggest paycheck, mm. but if you're miserable doing it, then, right. then what, then why, why do it? You know, because first of all, right. like if you don't have, if you don't have the drive for it, you're not going to do as well. Therefore you're probably mm -hmm. not going to be there very long. So, right. so yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I realized that myself, you know, like I, um, you know, just turned 46 this past August and I was just like, you know, life's too short. Um, you know, I need to be, I need to be focused on, um, obviously my family, but at the same time, it's just like, there, there are things that I am working on that bring me joy. And yes. a big thing is this, is this show. Uh, and, you know, and the fact that, uh, that I was, was able to not only keep it going as for as long as I have, because it was restarted in June of 2020 and I haven't missed a week since. So it, mm, it's, mm. it's been, it's been a great feeling knowing that I've been able to do it. And then this September reaching out to uh, what would wind up being my partners on this upcoming podcast network. It just feels like, okay, now we can really see where, where this can go. And yes. And then yes. reaching out to other people that I knew that I knew would be great fits and their enthusiasm about being a part of it was even more infectious. So it just became like this ball of positivity, you know, uh, you know that um, that I'm just so excited to be thrown out at everyone come January. So it's it's Aww. it's going to be it's going to be a blast. And, and yeah, like this is, you know, just uh, just like you said. Um, you have to, you have to go with what makes you giggle. I think that's, yes. that's a great way to look at it, you know, yeah. what, because it's so primal. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's something that, that is, that taps into you from way back when, you know, what made you, what made you laugh? What made you smile back, right. back in the day? And is it something that you can, that you can use now? Because if you have that, it's like, uh, it's like, um, it's almost, I don't want to say it's a weapon, but it's something that it's, it's in your arsenal. It's a superpower. And it's something that can, exactly, superpower. Yeah. 
And so, mm -hmm. yeah, knowing knowing what makes you giggle, I'm I'm definitely holding on to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think that it carries throughout through um, the people we choose to put ourselves um, around, uh, mm -hmm. to you know the way we put our food and the, even the colors of our foods together um, to the mm -hmm. activities we choose in our day. There's so many things. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So you were. So you were a. Um, so how. So you were a psychologist first, correct? Yes, and still am. Yep. Right. And when did yeah. you? What was it that uh, that made you want to go in that direction? Yeah, I think that um, it was. You know, for me, it might be a somewhat unusual story, but it was a little seamless mm -hmm. from just who I am and was. So, you mm -hmm. know, growing up, um, my friends tended to confide in me and tended to feel like I was really listening to them. And I really enjoyed my any psychology classes. I was able to take some in high school as well. Um, mm -hmm. And it just felt like sitting down and really being with people's hearts is what I'd been doing all along. And so I thought, oh, if I can also get a paycheck and just do this as, you know, vocationally, well, of mm -hmm. course, that's what it's going to be. You know, Parker yeah. Palmer has a book out um, and he talks about in this book, um, I think it's Let Your Life Speak, but just letting your life speak. How, what is your life reflecting back to you about who you are and mm. how you operate in the world naturally? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. that's terrific. And then that's, it seems like it's a really good, um, very seamless transition, not even transition, but just like an add on kind of thing to be going from, you know, as a psychologist and now all of a sudden as becoming an author as well, just kind of taking everything that you've gotten and then yeah. getting it out there more into getting the world. Getting it out there. And just my heart bursting open because in the therapy room, of course, it's confidential. And mm -hmm. sometimes there's just things that I witness, that I listen to, that I'm so moved by and people's strength and understanding and gold nuggets of wisdom that they mine out of their suffering that yeah. I think, I'm the only one listening to this. You know, I, I, there's things here to go forward into the world to transform and to help others in their journey as well and to lift them and light them and encourage and delight them mm. even. Yeah. 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 Like that's, that's terrific. And then, yeah. um, so the first one diving in, uh, that was the first one, correct? It was all I did was listen and then came diving. Oh, in. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. All right, so we'll, so we'll, we'll rewind on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so the first, so the first book that you, that you came out with, all I did mm -hmm. was listen. Mm -hmm. Tell us it's, it sounds very much like you were, doing what you, you, what the book says you were listening, mm, I was listening and, and you were, you were allowing everyone else to kind of, you know, share their thoughts with you. Is yeah. that, is that basically like how that book came together? Yeah. So I was over the years, so moved by the things that I'd hear my clients say, aha moments mm -hmm. that I would just you know, madly scribble them down and over time had a whole collection. And I realized they were telling a very important story together. 
And so that is when, and that book in particular is really about transformation. That's all of our story from the beginnings mm. of our messiness inside, the parts of us when we wake up in the morning from dream, fresh from dreams with wrinkly skin and our pajamas and our messy hair and our dreams wow. that tell our true stories mm -hmm. um, to all the way to I am who I am who I am, just really coming to with great compassion and love for ourselves, except this is really who I am and embracing that. Um, mm -hmm. So that book tells this chronicle. Um, and my writing is a little bit sort of prosy, kind of poetic, not a formal poem, but you know, just getting to the key words meant to be delivered straight to the heart. Mm. And so, once you realize that you're like, hey, I have I have a book here, um, yeah. you were able to basically just kind of obtain permission from everyone right yes. away, or was it something? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. I mean, and you know, it took there, a little like, time, yeah. but yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so once the so once the once the book came out, um, mm -hmm. what was the what was the response? Uh, what was the response to that book? Is that what you just asked? So the first one, yeah. 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 Um, you know, it, it had a lot of really dear, dear stories. I, I will first say that my very favorite thing, there's I have many favorite things about the bookmaking process, but my very favorite mm -hmm. thing is when it when the per, the reader is right in front of me whether it's because I'm mm. in a bookstore or giving a talk or, you know, somehow they're right in front of me. And yeah. uh, we are having an, a beautiful encounter and they're telling me how the book has spoken to them and they're telling me who they are. And I, mm. it's like the book is a matchmaker and suddenly it's yeah. connective and you know, someone is saying, it sits on my nightstand and, you know, oh. I can be encouraged with this or that or stories about their own lives. I, I can't tell you how much it means to me to then have direct contact with people through it. It's just this bridge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I I know I know that feeling very well to to just kind of okay. see someone, even just like kind of opening my book like in front of me and just yeah just kind of looking out of the corner of my eye and seeing them reading it, and then just keep yeah. on turning those pages and everything. It really does, it gives you a charge. Just like oh, that's why I'm doing this. That's why yes. that's that's why that's I'm doing sad. this. That's why these stories are are in there, and someone is going to have the exact kind of connection that I was, that I was hoping for. So that's, a, that's a, that's a beautiful thing, you know, to, uh, yes. to have that happen, you know, right in front of you. It's, it's something that's that we don't, right. we don't get normal. And especially now, especially yeah. now especially that uh, now now. everything is so virtual, you know, yes. now yes, that everything so is so true. remote. Right. Yeah. yeah. So my greatest wish, sometimes when I'm just driving, you know, some book orders to the post office, yeah. I'll just be like, um, talking to the books and just sending off like, okay, you're off to go transform and heal and be friends and have new homes. And, you know, there's just this <laughs> amazing mission going out into through the post office. Yeah. 
It's like it's like yeah. our it's it's our own little our own little team, our own little yeah. you know launch team yeah. as these That's books. Right. You know that yeah. You know. So what um so when when that was out, when did mm-hmm. you decide you wanted to do another one? Mm. I think it was just a couple years later, and mm-hmm. at that time I was um, swimming quite a bit for exercise, mm-hmm. and I. It, I just felt like the water was, I I loved being in the water, but the water felt like such a metaphor for life. And that, Mm. you know, I felt a story coming forward. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever felt this feeling where you stand at the edge of the pool or the ocean and you think, Oh boy. Okay. You know, just taking a deep breath. Do I really want to do this? Like go Mm. in, it's going to be cold. It's going to be this. It's, you know, and yet once you're in, yes, so, and then once you're in the water, it's like, oh my gosh, that is where all of the um, encounters and meaning begin to emerge, you know? Yeah. So the idea, like if in the ocean, um, I could be swimming beside a dolphin, there's all mm. the life that's in there, all the my, feeling my own heartbeat quicken. Um, tasting the salt, you know, it's like suddenly my life now has all this air added connection and narrative and reflection and it's speeding up and it's something is taking place. And none of that happens at the edge watching, just looking at the water. The water can be actually yeah. lovely. Don't get me wrong. I, I love just looking at the water, but there's another layer of experience to go in mm-hmm. and swim and be in your life, you know, yeah. connect with, and then the metaphor, connect with other living beings, feel your heartbeat mm-hmm. quicken, feel what there is to feel. So there was all yeah. this thing, stuff about um, swimming that felt like I want to write a story about this. Excellent. I actually yeah. had something, I, I had a, um, a very similar experience uh, back in 2014, when I drove by myself for the very first time, uh, because oh. I I spent 17 years in the New York City area, and mm. when you're there, you, you don't, don't need a car. Yeah, you, you don't need a car. You don't drive or anything like that. Uh-huh. And so, I knew that when I was in high school that I was going to go to college in New York, whatever it was going to wind up being. And so, mm. I knew that's where I needed to be. That's where my heart was. And so, when I did not do well in driver's ed, I just kind of let it go. And I was just like, I'm I'm going to be up in New York anyway. And however, in 2011, my wife and I make the move from New York to St. Louis, and all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you know, now I, I do have to pull my weight here. I have to, um, I have to buy things. I can't just be driven around all the time. And so I got my uh, learner's permit in 2012, but I never felt really comfortable behind the wheel until one time, like around 2014, early there, where I started driving with other people. And just kind of like felt a little bit more relaxed to the point where I was Mm -hmm. able to take the driver's test and pass it and get my license. But in September of 2014, that was the first time that we had switched up our normal carpooling. So that way, instead of me being dropped off at work 
and then my wife driving on to her work, we were going to do the reverse. We were going to drop her off at her work, and then I was going to get behind the wheel and drive myself to work, to my own work. And when I did that, it was my first day driving with no one else in the car. And all that pent up fear, all that anxiety, all that, you know, like, you know, like that angst that I've yeah. been holding on to since I was a teenager, all of it went away. It went away in, oh. like, in seconds. It went away in seconds. And all of a sudden it was just like, oh, oh, I get it. I get the, the. I get the vibe of like just getting behind the wheel and just taking a drive somewhere. I get it now. You can put on whatever music you want. You don't have to, uh, you know, you're, you're basically just, you're, you're taking yourself, you're putting yourself in the driver's seat literally and going forward and conquering. And that's what it felt like. And as soon as I pulled up and as soon as I pulled up in the parking lot at work, just like all that, Everything that I was that I was holding on to, it's just like I don't remember that feeling anymore. And wow. there are times when I'm just like, there are times when I'm just like, you know, did I feel the, those things? And then like, yeah, I did, but I didn't have to. And then yes. now all of a sudden, it's just like I, I'm I'm good with this now. Now it's just like you know, um, you know, do you, um, you know, do you need? Can you? Uh, run over to this store. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. Because yes. I'm just like, you know, just get get me behind the wheel. I'm good. I can do this. And I can be trusted to do this. Yeah. Because oh. I don't have that because I don't have that fear anymore. Yes. And it really is just like a great thing. It really is literally just like the land version of everything that you were saying. You know, just it's the you... land version. Yeah. Because you're because you're getting in your car, and all of a sudden, your reach is a lot farther than it was when you were just walking or depending on other people. Yes, yes, yeah. There's something by engaging, by diving in, that you mm-hmm. experienced and realized. Yes, I can. There was something about your capacity, and your capacity to go the distance, and your capacity to rely on yourself. And that you mm-hmm. are so capable. And so I just think there's so much there that transpired that covered so many of the ages of you in years um, mm-hmm. that answered probably some un- like unsettled things about yeah. who you are and what you're capable of. Um, mm-hmm. And... And how beautiful that was that you engaged in the on-land water, right? Um, but it is yep. it's such a powerful thing to say, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to take the mm-hmm. leap or I'm going to drive the distance and to watch yeah. yourself transform. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what it felt like. Yeah. So, um so when, when that one, when diving in came out, yeah. what was the reaction for that, for that one? Ah, well, what I think about primarily is I had done a series of talks to a number of YMCAs. Do you have that where you are too, YMCAs? Oh yeah. Sure okay. Do. Yep. Um, and I would speak to different groups there. And so, mm. you know, I was speaking to all these swimmers basically and who mm-hmm. got the metaphor, the language, and 
I, it was so fun because I was able to hear so many stories from people yeah. about their experiences in the water. And just even with you and I, George, while you're talking about a land story, you get the core of, of the story. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's just been very connective um, to hear from people about their stories and also for people to who where water is very important to them. This is like my most niche book. Um, but where, yeah. for people where water is really important to them, I think that mm-hmm. it provides a language for them and they feel seen and understood. You know, it's an amazing thing for all of us to identify, to be able to find books, stories, art, you know, that reflects something back about ourselves that, mm. you know, it, feel, it just feels so good. Like, oh, there's other people out there who understand this story or something about me. Um, yeah. We long for that, I think, as human beings. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you want to be seen. You want to be recognized. You want to be, yeah. it's, you want to be validated. Yeah. That's, and when that happens, it really is an amazing feeling. And that's why social media is what it is right now. Like it, it, it so much of that is validate. It's allowing you to provide your own platform to stand on. That's what this, this podcast is, you know, like this podcast mm. is me allowing, you know, like, and providing a platform for, for anyone that, I choose, you know, this is my show. I get to, that's the fun part of it is that um, anyone who I believe is someone that, uh, that is, that has a positive mindset and I believe will be inspiring and motivating to other people. I'm going to give that platform. I want them to, Mm -hmm. to share their stories. So that's, you know, what, no matter, no matter how small the platform is, that's what we all want. We all want to be seen, heard, whatever. Um, so getting, getting that sort of, getting that sort of feedback, I'm sure, you know, it must've felt really good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it feels good to be able to encourage people in these ways. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, I love the title of the great green okayness. Um, I think that that, that's, that's really interesting. Like the, the feeling of, you know, things don't have to be fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. And it's in order to be great, they yeah. can be, they can be good. They can be, con- you can be content. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of, a lot of cases, it seems like that's what we all really strive for. It's not mm-hmm. to be like overwhelmingly joyful 24 mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's just like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm I'm good with where I am. I'm okay with where I am. Is that yeah. was that the the sort of feeling that you were going for with the book? Yeah. Well, the that title actually was an inspiration from um, something a client shared with me, which was about um, she was talking about this field that was in her imagination, in her heart, that she mm-hmm. called the Great Green Okayness, and in this field, the size of a football field, mm-hmm. in this field she could have her whole true being, all her angers, all her joys, all of her everything could be contained there in this field of okayness and not be judged. 
and to feel a sense of compassion for all of it, for all of her. And mm -hmm. she said, even maybe someday I'll become that great green field of okayness. Mm. You know, so the yeah. sense of I'm okay amid all the things going on with me. And then, and then that book, um, the subtitle is um, A Field Guide to Seeing Your Uncommon Magnificence. You know, so that book, I just guide mm -hmm. the reader through sort of outside of the box or unconventional ways of thinking about um, your magnificence. Um, mm. So whether it's, you know, one page spread talks about Instead of saying, like, is this normal that I'm saying this? I hear that sometimes. I don't know if you ever hear people say that. Like, is this normal to feel this way? Or yeah. that I'm saying, this may not be very normal. And so what I'm saying about normal is that it's a, it's a dead end. It's just a way of comparing ourselves to other people. And that instead, mm -hmm. we're going to find way more clues to our magnificence by thinking of things that are odd about us or unusual mm. or even weird you know yeah. that these when you look at the antonyms like if you're to go to a thesaurus you know what are the antonyms of normal you, you yeah. know those are the words that become interesting about us mm -hmm. and that so so when you really think about what's kind of odd about me that actually your oddnesses are your clues to your magnificence Hmm. So that's just an example, a sort of a thought-provoking page spread. But the, the Great Green Okayness is meant to invite the reader to really start to think about new ways um, to, to reflect on your magnificence. Hmm. That's, that's, that's pretty amazing there. And mm. what's, what's really good is that what's really good is that it feels like, um, like I said, you know, like if someone is feeling like the overwhelming joy 24 seven, mm -hmm. it can be a little intimidating for those around them. Mm -hmm. But if that, you know, if, if that light is, you know, brought down to a good, like contentment, okayness, then the, it's, it's almost like inviting other people just like, come here, you can be okay with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm safe. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's yeah, almost like definitely. we're all like our own, like, like our own walking safe spaces. Basically. Yes. Yes. Like we're real. It's not just mm -hmm. the social media. Here's all the great things, the shiny pennies. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, the, pe but, the people that are, that are, that are saying exactly what we're saying, you know, like that's, you know, there's no sharing of ideas or anything. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the great know. green. Okay. Ness. Yes. I like that. I love it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's you. terrific. Thank you, George. So, so with all of these, like I mean, with with these books and the relationship book that's out right now, mm -hmm. it looks like mm -hmm. from what I understand that they are they're all just available on paperback, correct? They're paperback. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you thought about getting them on ebooks or audio or anything like that at, at uh, as of yet? Mm. Yeah. So so right now. Um, starting with the relationship book, the newest, right now that is just available in a physical copy and only mm -hmm. in my online shop. But ah. in a short bit, it will also be on Amazon. And on Amazon, mm -hmm. it will also um, become an ebook. And oh, I've had a number right. of people invite me to do audiobooks. Uh -huh. And um, so that may be a project in my future. 
excellent. As yeah. someone who's done audiobooks, it ah. really is a it it really is a um a very fulfilling thing to do um to to get it out there in as many formats as possible because there mm-hmm. are a lot of people that just that just hoard as many ebooks as humanly possible because <laughs> you can because mm-hmm. it's it's digital. Yeah. And I have you can't really see this right now but right in front of me is my Kindle, my own Amazon Kindle that I use for all mm. of my audiobook reading. And mm. it's it's a valuable valuable tool to use. Um, yeah. especially considering the fact that it's the e-ink and it's not the, the white screen. Um, it's mm. not, I'm not looking at a monitor all this time. So it's much easier on my eyes by doing yes. that. So, yeah. but it's, it, it allows having an ebook, having the audiobook, and even just like kind of putting together almost like a, a companion workbook almost that you can use for things for like Kindle fire to make like applications for, mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. that leads itself to lends itself to getting, uh, getting in more hands as well, because at the end of the day, that's what we all want. We all want to get our that's works right. to as many people as possible. That's right. So I'm, I'm yes. glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that, that you're, that you're looking in those directions as well. So, yeah, um, so when, so if there is someone out there, that is feeling that sort of fear, feeling that sort of unsureness about themselves, about what it is that they're doing, about what it is that they are. Mm. What uh, what sort of what would be the first step that you would suggest to them? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I want to say is that um, fear is excitement without the breath. So the first thing I would say Mm. is um, to connect with your breathing and nothing fancy about breathing. Mm. Just close your eyes and focus on your breathing for a few minutes. That that Mm -hmm. is a place that will help a little bit melt away because you said if they're feeling fear or afraid. So that is part one. And, Mm -hmm. um, And I think that if someone's really looking at that question about feeling Mm -hmm. a desire to really believe in themselves, wanting to care for themselves in some new and courageous ways. Like even just connecting with that desire is so courageous and so hopeful Mm -hmm. just to even be awake to that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would say that um, putting support around you is so important. And if it needs any, if you're able to even hire the support, a therapist or a coach, a spiritual director, mm-hmm. all the different things that can be great. I think that yeah. coming home to yourself also uh, really helps to be embodied. So doing things that are very embodied, whether it's a yoga class, walking, being in nature, stretching, um, that all of that really helps you to connect with your heart. Um, and, you know, this is like an all-day workshop, your question you just asked me. I'm just giving a first, <laughs> a first very, you know, gentle steps in yeah. response. And um, you do have a copy of, of uh, the relationship book on hand, correct? Yes. Excellent. I do. It's right here. And all right. So I would, 
if if you will, I would love to hear an excerpt from from you. Okay, I'm going to choose a page spread from the first chapter that's about relationship with myself, and okay. I'm doing it a bit out of supporting some of what we've talked about. And, you know, coming out of, we're, we don't always feel great, right? But what we can do is treat ourselves really well. And so yeah. um, what I'm going to do, because the page spread is like a, a mix of anonymous client quote and then my reflection. So I will read it accordingly. Okay. Great. So the client quote I'm feeling more depressed and I'm realizing I need to create more experiences that are wild and beautiful. My reflection. When standard self-care practices aren't sustaining my well-being, I turn to experiences that are wild and beautiful. I walk in the rain, picnic behind a waterfall, build a tree house, flambe some food, knit sweaters for trees, watch the sunrise from a hot air balloon, show up at a friend's door and sing, read poetry at midnight, Re write to an elephant, say a purring prayer with a tiger at the zoo. Somehow, these all get inside of me and work their magic. Can you see the colorful hot air balloons traveling around now in my breath? How about the elephant inside my palm who is writing me back? Mm. Very interesting. I love that. I think that's mm. it's a almost like a, a means of just kind of like connecting, connecting yourself with, you know, with nature around you, just kind of getting, yeah, getting that sort of connection that that we're so so lacking so often. And I think yeah. it's I think that's that's great that that this was that was a um, that was something that that uh, you were thinking about during that time that you were writing it obviously with the uh, dealing with the pandemic and so yeah. we're we're just we're shut off from all of that so right it really it's it's something it's something great to to have there as as a reminder to everyone just like look this is all still there and it's all still there can, and you can still connect you can still connect with it even if you feel like you're not connecting right now you can, mm, you still can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and doing things that are outside of your regular daily routine, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, hot air balloon or whatever the thing is, really can yeah. help shake up mood, can help remind you of who you are and that great freedom mm -hmm. inside and the expanse that's inside you. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so where can, where can my listeners find you on social media? Uh, they can just um, find me at rachelaws.com. And my last name is spelled like the first part of awesome, A-W-E-S. And by going to my website, you can click on shop if you want to find my books or blog or my counseling tab or whatever the things are. But it's a good portal to go from there to be able to find me on social media and et cetera. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. And I hope that all of you that, that have been listening really find some true value in what uh, what was being said here uh, this week. Mm. What Rachel is providing for everyone is uh, is is basically just like a, a blueprint for for getting for getting you out there, for getting you reconnected with what is with what's needed, with helping you 
not only find your bliss, but do and go with what makes you giggle. And I, I truly believe that, uh, that if you are able to do that, if you're able to tap into that and are able to follow that feeling to something that is truly positive, that is truly beneficial to you, to your family, then the sky's the limit on what can be done. I hope that all of you have, uh, are able to take the time to grab that cultivate it, work with it, and make it into something amazing. And so for Rachel Oz, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.